0: Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Insights Podcast, an advice podcast where I use the stories of my life to create a scrapbook of love, laughter, and lessons for you all to gain insight from. I'm your host, Sienna, also known as C. Sienna, Mamacita, Vanessa, you get the drill. Also, I know that I... (laughs) I can't speak. I know that I switch up my elevator pitch, like, intro for the podcast, what seems like every day. Um and while my guiding word for 2021 is decisive i am being decisive um and i'm also being intentional right so you're going to hear a lot of iterations so let me know what tickles your fancy oh i don't like that i said that that's weird but let me know what you enjoy um and which of these elevator pitches like sounds best to you and captures the essence that you understand as an audience. Because I think it's also really interesting and important that I am saying and putting out what you're actually getting from this podcast, right? What is the value that it's providing for you? So let me know if that resonates with you. You can go back and listen to it. um, Or I can say it again. The Insights Podcast is an advice podcast where I, your host Sienna, use the stories of my life to create a scrapbook of love, laughter, and lessons for you all to gain insight from. So if that kind of encapsulates the value that you get from this podcast, go ahead and leave a like heart or little like sparkle glow thing y'all know my favorite emoji um under the insights podcast most recent post on instagram i'm really intrigued to see if y'all feel like that encapsulates the value that you get from this but also hi hello i know that it has been forever since you've heard my voice this is going to be kind of a random episode just a cut together episode featuring like a solo part um, of just me sitting down and talking to y'all, which is what I'm doing right now. And then also clips of my conversation with my friend Colin during our last catch up because it was really interesting. So I want to include it. He knew we were recording, by the way, because (laughs) consent. So yeah, no worries there. You can listen guilt free. Um, He knew what he was saying, so it's all good. But anyways, hi. I took a break in April from the pod and I'm just really glad that I did because your girl was booked and busy. Like I had no time for anything other than living my life and I knew I wasn't gonna prioritize recording and editing. So I just told myself and y'all that I was going to take the month off so that I didn't feel guilty for not posting. And wow. Am I like so glad that I did that because it was ridiculous. I mean, April was everything and I just I didn't have a moment. I don't know. Everyone decided to be born in April first of all. So like, what the hell? But my friends' birthdays were also beautiful. Um they were just like lovely celebrations and gatherings and I met new people and made new community and got to reconnect with old friends. And it was just, it was so heartwarming. Um, I was going to say I made new friends, but I've been, I don't even want to say thinking a lot, but I've been randomly thinking sporadically, I guess, about the word friend and how not everyone is your friend. And I say that a lot, right? Like I'll meet people and be like, hi friends, especially if I'm meeting a group of people, but a lot of people don't want to see you win. And there's levels to relationships, right? And so many people, and I mean so many people, are acquaintances or friendly associates at best. And that's okay. I feel like the way that I differentiate if you're my friend is some combination of like trust, time, and like tribulations. I don't know. Like I said, I know I use the word friend a lot but I use it like sprinkles on ice cream. Uh, But when I'm being intentional about my language, like I am right now, you know. And so this is like, it's kind of unkind, but this is your reminder that not everyone is your friend and that's okay, right? Like this is kind of just a brain dump journal entry episode, but also do y'all be loving people from afar? I've been thinking, this is something that I've like, been kind of processing in my subconscious hasn't been at the front of my mind but it's definitely been in and on my mind for a while where like amor de lejos is a thing you know and i think it's because i've subconsciously associated love with like proximity and i don't mean physical although obviously that helps to be physically close and be able to like interact or whatever but i just mean closeness in almost like the purest sense, right? Like, are we aligned at our core? Can I, can I feel your warmth during our interactions? Do you naturally ignite something in me when we connect? If the answer is no, then I probably don't love you. I can care for you, right? But I, I always say that love is both an emotion and a choice. And I think that in that sense, love is intrinsic And this is the intrinsic part, right? Is that ignition, that natural fire or spark when we connect. And if I don't feel that, I don't think I love you. And I mean this like not always in a romantic way, right? But literally just like, do I have love for you? And it's, I don't know, I can care for you, but I feel like love is something that is just a full body experience for me. And like as cheesy as it sounds, I literally like feel it from my core. When I love someone and I'm interacting with them, there's a warmth that like I feel and exude that I can't explain. Um, why don't we say that more? Like why is it strange for someone to just say, "I appreciate you, I care for you." Like I feel like if someone heard me say that and was like, "Oh hey, I care for you." They'd be like, "Oh, you don't love me." And I don't know. Maybe they would be like, "Oh, that's weird. And maybe they're right, but why is it? Can we normalize that? Can that be like a thing that we normalize in this community to like <laughs> say what you mean? Because if I just met you, I don't love you. I also, totally off topic, I really am brain dumping y'all, but y'all ever been on Zoom like and at the end of a meeting and you have an instinct for like 0.04 seconds to be like, I love y'all. And then you're like, no, <laughs> this is work. You don't. But it's just that I don't know. It's like almost the natural way to end a call or a phrase for me. It's like, all right, I love you. Bye. Take care. And that's also a big thing for me because I is a little morbid. But I always think about like, what if that's the last time you speak to them? And I always want to be comfortable with my last words to someone. And so I always try to end it with like I love you, I appreciate you, I care for you. It was lovely seeing you. Something of that nature because I want to like affirm that I enjoyed our time or our presence. Um and if I didn't enjoy our time together, term. <laughs> if I didn't enjoy y'all, I cannot speak. If I did not enjoy our time together, I Honestly, I'll probably be honest and I'll be like, I'm frustrated or like, you're really annoying me right now and I just need space. So like, I love you. I care for you. But bye. Like, I will kind of hold that duality, right? I don't know, but I'm losing my train of thought or I'm just going on a whole different track. So I want to bring it back. If I just met you, there we go. (laughs) If I just met you, I don't love you. I may care for you. I may have care for you because we connected on some level. Right. And I think we should just normalize saying that. And also this was kind of like a tangent, but I was talking about Amor de lejos. Yes. There we go. You see, it, it took me as well. Hi friends. This is Sienna after work. And she just got a message from someone that she's talking to and her brain is fried but I want to get content out to you probably tomorrow morning so that you have the whole day to listen to it because it's really late tonight and it doesn't help with like streams if I post at 10 because then it will be like oh two people listened on your first day but if I give it to you at 7 a.m on a Tuesday then there's more chances for y'all to listen and it helps with my stats and boosting things and all that jazz so You don't care about that. I don't know why I said that, but here we are. Um, Amor de lejos. My Lord. Yes. I have been learning to love people from afar. I made a post the other day on Insta, and the caption was about like the ebb and flow of relationships. And actually, I'm just going to read it because this is that kind of episode where I can pull up my Insta and read my caption and hope for the best. So give me. Ooh, Becky G just posted a fire photo, y'all. All right. I'm <laughs> I really hope that you enjoy me cuz this is me. Um So, the caption says, "The ultimate glow comes from understanding that life is abundant, relationships are ever-changing, and that the only power you have is rooted in being so authentically you that everything and everyone in alignment with your purpose gravitates towards you." and everything not in alignment will naturally distance itself. The ebb and flow can be infuriating as someone whose natural instinct is to try and control to create the perfect situation. Things are constantly changing. Not every habit will always serve you. Not every relationship will continue to be healthy. Not every person will always love you. And that's okay. Difficult to accept, but okay. So here's your reminder. You are the universe in a capsule. Act accordingly. Okay, I'm so sorry, but like, (laughs) was that not a word? Did I not just preach? The only power you have is rooted in being so authentically you that everything and everyone in alignment with your purpose gravitates towards you. Wow. Y'all need to put some respect on my name because I strung those words together beautifully. Thank you very much. All right, please don't hate me. I promise I'm gonna like simmer, okay? But for real, y'all, I have been really blessed to connect with old and new people in my life recently. And it's made me realize how much I love from afar naturally and how certain relationships have changed in proximity over the years. And I think about the relationships that were super close during college, even though we weren't at the same college, and how in adult life, those relationships have naturally distanced, even though geographically we're closer. And I think that's really interesting because you would think naturally that If you're physically closer, you're going to see each other more and kind of put more tokens into that slot machine of friendship that I like to use and refer back to every now and again. But I think what I'm realizing more and more, I don't know where I'm going to take this metaphor, is that you can always put tokens into a slot machine, but sometimes you're putting quarters and sometimes you're putting dimes and nickels and you don't realize that you were putting dimes and nickels until someone else is consistently putting in quarters or until certain relationships constantly feel like a quarter interaction as opposed to a nickel interaction. I hope that that makes sense because I'm not really going to expound upon it more than that. But it's just something that I've been thinking about. And I think like very organically, I've just been aligning with different people and relationships as I Tap more into and uncover for myself what it really means to be Sienna. And in that process, certain relationships distance themselves. And it's all still love. There's no falling outs or ill wills or anything like that. It's just loving people from afar. You know what is hard though, now that I think about it, right? Because those are all organic. And when it happens organically, it can be difficult to accept, but. I think it's a lot easier to process because it just happened. And so when you realize it, you can maybe overthink it, but it's happened organically. And so it's happened for a reason. But the other side of that coin, so to speak, is forcing yourself to love someone from afar when all you want to do is like really hold them close. And I think there's that constant push and pull which can be really exciting and like thrilling at times, right? The way that a roller coaster goes like up and down and you like feel that build in your tummy as you go up and like you're mentally just like nervous and anticipating that like drop and all all that you feel. I don't know how to describe that feeling other than when your stomach drops on a roller coaster, but I hope y'all know what I mean. Um, And I don't think that's really healthy and I'm not making that argument. But if we're just going to keep it a buck, the thrill of that like push and pull can can overwhelm your sense, right? Can overwhelm the kind of logic. And we lean into that like pull and those moments where you feel so close together. And then during the push, when you feel like you're forcing yourself to love them from afar. But really, you're just waiting for the next pull for the next like moment of warmth. I don't know. Maybe no one can relate to that, but I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, If I'm not alone, comment a, what do we want to comment? I don't know. Push and pull. Is there an emoji for that? Loving people from afar? Comment an airplane. There we go. Afar, right? (laughs) I don't know if that's creative. Comment an airplane if you understand what I'm talking about when I say like, loving people from afar and this like push and pull and naturally distancing and realizing that like, I still love this person. We have no falling out. We have no ill will. We've just kind of been loving each other from afar. And you know what? As I say that in my head, I like hear this little voice. It's like, isn't that outgrowing someone? And I don't think it is. I don't think it is because outgrowing someone, I think is to consciously or subconsciously register the fact that like our lives are taking different paths and we no longer serve each other the way that we did. And as I say that, maybe that is loving someone from afar. But I think outgrowing someone implies the sense that like if you come back together, it wouldn't be the same. Whereas loving someone from afar Doesn't mean that if you see each other, you can't pick up right where you left off. It's just acknowledging that like your paths are going in different directions as opposed to like outgrowing someone and going further above. Does outgrowing someone imply that like there's a hierarchy, not necessarily that you think you're better than them, but maybe just that you're at like a higher stage of life as opposed to a different stage of life? Because people develop like laterally versus vertically. That's the word. And I think when you think about vertical movement, you always think about like hierarchy, right? This idea that like, oh, you're above us now. But that's not what I mean. I just think that's how I visualize it. And I think that implies a certain level of hierarchy. So maybe outgrowing someone does mean hierarchy. Is that? Hmm. Is that like cocky to say? Cuz I know that all of us have outgrown people in our lives. But I don't think the consensus is like, "Oh, I've outgrown them, I'm better than them." I think the consensus is I've outgrown them in the sense that that relationship, that relationship style, that dynamic no longer serves me. Ah, here's maybe the difference. I think growing apart means it no longer serves me in the way that it Did, whereas outgrowing means it no longer serves me, period. Huh. Y'all, this is a real insight into my brain. I think that's what I mean. So I'm going to stick with that. Like, even in family relationships, I definitely have some people that I need to love from afar. And hear me when I say that I love everyone in my family they are all my village and I will always give credit for the amount of love and the way that everyone contributed to my upbringing car rides birthday parties Sunday lunches summer trips tutoring after school just everything right I am nothing without my village I would not be here without everyone in my family who contributed to my upbringing and this is probably going to sound rude to say, but I, I know I'm not alone in this and I just understand that it comes from a place of love. I wouldn't be friends with everyone in my family if they weren't my family. And I feel like that sounds rude to say, but it's honest. And I think it's okay. Actually, I know it's okay. So if no one has told you Let me be your clue, sign, reminder, divine intervention that it is okay to love your family from afar. It is okay to have complicated relationships with your family. It is okay and necessary to prioritize your holistic well being over your sense of obligation to your family. I also feel like people are going to disagree with that, and that's okay. You can disagree with that. I just don't. Um, I think that's my stance is that the only person you are completely and utterly obligated to is yourself. And while I understand that blood is binding in the sense that you will always be connected lineage wise, I don't think that means that you are obligated To maintain relationships with people at the detriment of like your mental health. And loving people from afar doesn't even necessarily mean that they're a detriment. It just means that they best serve you or you are your best self when there is a certain level of distance between y'all. And I think that's okay because that's every relationship. Not every relationship in your life has the same proximity. No two relationships in your life have the same proximity. And so when you think about that, it may be strange to be like, well, why is my family on the outskirts? But it's also about understanding that the people you share blood with are not the people you chose. And so while there is a natural bond and level of connection there, I think it's also fair to acknowledge that the people you chose naturally should almost be closer than the people you share blood with because you chose them, right? And let me not say should, because I don't like the shoulds and I don't want to should you. Um, I will just say it is understandable that the people that you chose to have in your life would be closer to you than the people that you did not choose, even though you share blood. So yeah, that is super tangential. And how am I at 20 minutes, God bless America? I am going to end my little tangent here and insert my conversation with Colin, um, or at least clips of it. We spoke about like, masculine versus feminine energy and dating and something else. What else do we talk about? Really, it was about like energy and masculine versus I'm just... <laughs> I will play it now so that you can all hear hello, how are you? I've missed you so much. I'll do an intro at some point later on. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: no, I, I, I'm feeling really feeling, I've been feeling really good, you know, 23 feeling grown, feeling a little old, but you know, feeling like, you know, I know how to take care of myself, you know? Um,
0: Please do tell. I feel like men don't know how to take care of themselves. You know,
1: I growing to understand it more, you know, more in depth. Like like this week when I got back from Atlanta, I don't know, like I just like made a dentist appointment, like I made like a a, appointment to get a physical, like I ordered like new skincare products, like I I got new hair products, like like I'm just trying to like, you know, do the do the whole dash, you know.
0: I absolutely love that. Look at you, skincare, adulting. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm trying to just trying to trying to really take care of uh of 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 the of the body, of the soul, of the mind. You know,
0: um, as you. So should. that's
1: that's where I'm at right now. Yeah.
0: Also, I like <laughs> was just saying shit. I don't think men in general don't know how to take care of themselves. I think people <laughs> don't know how to take care of themselves in general. <laughs> No, it's funny, so, you know. it's funny,
1: like all I now I'm getting all these ads on Facebook for like skincare, and it's always like it's not it's not unmanly to take care of your skin, you know it's like that's like <laughs> literally their whole campaign, you know
0: I hate that someone in the boardroom was like, "Yo, you know what would make this better if we tell them it doesn't challenge their masculinity right, exactly and then the whole room was like yeah, yeah. that's a good idea like i that's hate how we're that. Do it. no
1: it's actually so strange like I, all of these ads i get towards like men men centered products like like even like this this thing that like works out your jaw it's like she it's like it's like it's like it's like, a, it's like a video of a girl she's like she's not gonna say it but she wants a man with a structured jawline you have to buy this to get your jawline to get right so you can get girls out of like, you know what i'm saying like it's just so bizarre, like this weird. I don't know. I'm getting like these targeted ads. I'm just like, this is. I don't know what you think you're accomplishing here, but it, it must work. Someone must it though. I, I listen. I, I I I genuinely think that there are a lot of simple-minded people out there that are like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. This is how Not
0: simple-minded. I'll, this is how I'll <laughs> get a, I get a girlfriend. You know? Not simple-minded. Sorry, I'm I, I don't. Screaming. I don't mean it.
1: You know. Not, you know I say that with all you know what? respect and but you know a lot of oh
0: listen you know. sandwich your chest boo I'm, I, mean, <laughs> I just think it's funny that that's the way you were like there's just some simple-minded folks out there like I, mean, I think yeah, that's really funny it's like
1: it's just like a little little lack of self-awareness that's like yeah this is a this is a great idea you know um but
0: that's so real yeah that I'm not gonna hold you that makes me think a lot about I've been having a lot of conversations recently about like energy mm-hmm. and like masculine versus feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And actually I put this on my Insta where I was like, do you think you have more masculine or feminine? So I'm going to ask you, do you think you have more masculine or feminine energy?
1: I, I definitely have more masculine energy.
0: Okay. Explain why you say that.
1: I don't know. Well, okay. Now that it, now when you put the question onto it, now I'm like, what does that even mean? You know? Like Mood. what is what is masculine and feminine energy now even mean when you're like forced to think about it? I'm like, yeah, wait, what do, how do I like freaking define that? Um in a concrete way. Here's the
0: thing. You know it. We all know it inherently, but I don't think any of us wanna say it because it really is just following like archetypes of what it means to be a man versus what it means to be a woman. Um, sure, but
1: like I'm I'm even thinking of like even even in the abstract, I'm trying to think of like qualities like it's like i i I know that i have more masculine energy but i'm trying to think of like the qualities Mm -hmm. that make that true even if that is true maybe maybe it's not i don't know i'm like i'm actually like trying to think about it
0: all right i didn't mean to hurt your brain it's just really interesting to me it is because i because i don't maybe this is me being nitpicky it probably is and that's fine because i am um For certain things, but I really, it's bothering me more and more that we're dividing energy into a binary. And like, I know that masculine energy is not reserved for men, and I know that feminine energy is not reserved for women. But even still, take like gender out of it, you're still saying there's only two kinds of energy traits or like two buckets of which all characteristics can fall into. And I don't know, it feels real reductive. Um, but to answer your question, masculine traits are like independence, assertiveness, aggression, um, see, that's the confidence leader. That's like all of those. That's things.
1: bizarre to me that those are masculine traits. Like that doesn't necessarily constitute masculinity, you know? Like, I guess, I guess it can in the stereotypical sense, but like, I don't, I don't really see it that way, but yeah, that, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Ooh,
0: you just okay like, evolved
1: man. I guess. Well, okay. So what, what, no, no, no. So, so no. because you know, this, this is, this is, this is the thing, right? It's like what you're saying are like masculine and feminine stereotypes, but I don't associate that. There's as the same thing as masculine and feminine energy. Say more. You're know saying like independence or like independence or like aggression. I feel like that comes out of like the, even independence for a specific example, like that idea that it's not, ma- that's not feminine comes out of the ideas of like you know the 1950s nuclear family where like the woman always always at home Mm -hmm. you know freaking cooking dinner you know what i'm saying like i feel like that is a stereotype that's i don't think that's a that's feminine energy i don't i don't think we can classify that as feminine energy i agree with you
0: but i think that's my whole thing right is i think to divide energy into masculine and feminine inherently like reduces it because it's very i think it reduces it but it's also complicates it Which is kind of ironic, right? Because reduction is normally meant to simplify. But I think it complicates it because in a world where we're like hyper aware of gender versus sex, male and female are sexes, but we associate femininity with like women as gender and masculinity with like men in you know a gendered way so like in trying to separate that it's like well how is energy gendered and it's like it's not gendered but so i think in a way of like whoever i don't even know but whoever decided that we were going to classify traits as like masculine versus feminine meant it in a like simplification of you tend to have more of one which inherently isn't a bad thing but we're so hyper aware of gender in our society and like the way that it strikes us, the way that it shapes us and like the social construct. Well, I can't speak. Um, the social construct of it all that I don't know. I think it's, it's not aging. Well, I, I think that's just what it is. It's not aging. Well,
1: I agree. I agree. I agree. And like, I didn't even think about it until you asked me that question, you know? And I'm like, wow, well, yeah, don't, I, energy is such a strange concept, you know. Like yeah, I'm like thinking about it, like I, I was thinking, like when when I was nah, just a little little bit, nothing more about it. Like masculine, feminine. What I would consider the energy is less is more physical. I feel like, and less kind of, um, kind of like attitude be that make sense like whether it's like kind of physical mannerisms or like voice you know i don't know and even with that and that and that kind of just kind of going off that for uh in, um in person and like virtual connection you know we talk about energy i think i think because i'm i think because i think i'm because as a person i'm a very like I'm a very, I don't say i'm a physical person but i think i respond a lot to physicality and voice maybe it's because i'm an actor but um i think that's why for me specifically in that my interpretation of that like i i despise virtual learning and i do not value it its connection equally at all um specifically, I mean, you know, especially, and I, I really, I really, really realized that when I, uh, you know, I've been in acting class for the past few months, and, like, we, you know, uh, you know, you know, I, I, granted, I thought, like, I was connecting with some of my, and I'd I say that I wasn't, but it was, like, we met up to get coffee one time, and all of a sudden, like, in person, I'm, like, hanging out with these people that I've been on Zoom with for the past three months, and it's, like, a completely different experience, and it's, like, Honestly, to me, it feels like these are different people, and I have different relationships with them now. Like it's, it's like, it's like my, it's, it's yeah, my, it's, it's my connection with them is is changed. Um, and I don't, I, I, I don't know if energy is something that is a reason for that, or where that lies in the kind of complexity of it. But I don't know. I just kind of just spitballing thoughts. I don't
0: know if any of that made sense. <laughs> it does. No, it literally is just catching up, um, which I absolutely adore. So no, <laughs> you don't, don't think of it as like a podcast. It's literally just you and me chatting. Um, and I'm really curious, okay, because you said that you wouldn't describe yourself as a physical person. Do you know your top love languages is physical touch? One of yeah,
1: uh, yeah. So it it is. So I I I I I would actually now i think about it, I describe myself as a pretty physical person
0: yeah because i was about to be um, like yo as your friend you're <laughs> pretty physical like you're touchy yeah you're not touchy-feely in like the stereotypical like affectionate hold my hand blah 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 way like you are but yeah. that's not what i'm saying when i mean it what i'm saying is like as your friend like you are the person who like gives a hug or a dap when you see someone you're not the like don't touch me you're like we could platonically cuddle and it would not be like a thing you know what I mean like that's yeah because yeah yeah, it's there and part of it could just be because I'm also like hyper touchy feely um I'm -hmm. super physical and so I'll never forget not that sounds really dramatic but like I'm me so I guess whatever I will always remember if that makes it any less dramatic um (laughs) when you came to visit for Azucar, and we were at the ICC, um, which is just that little house on the corner on campus or like right off campus, and we were like wow. chefing it up and we were playing in the heights while we were cooking. And you pulled up coming through, and it was so nice. And then you and I were just catching up, and I was going through it, and <laughs> that was the time. But I remember just sitting on your lap, and when I went inside, all of my friends were like, Oh, and I was like, No, that's just my friend, like, we're just friends, mm-hmm. and they were like, But you were on his lap, mm-hmm. and I was like, Yeah, because it's us like it's not it's not mm. a thing you know like
1: absolutely absolutely um and my thing is like i i feel like i'm also very receptive in my if it like physical touch like i i, I like to receive it I, I would say i receive it more though but i know that's not true because it's, it's, it works both ways but i like to receive it but i give it very sparsely because um i think that i want to always um I don't know I mean obviously like consent is like a really big thing and I think that like you know people's physical boundaries are always always different but I think that for me like giving or like making physical contact with someone I actually don't do it a lot I was thinking about this I don't do it a lot because when I do it actually means a lot more for me when I actually put my hands on somebody you know like it is very actually intentional because i'm actually physically i do it to literally show compassion you know but it's like i i don't feel compassion towards everyone (laughs) you know so it's like i'm weak (laughs) yeah you know i this is i swear to god though you know and um but i i love to receive it because when i receive it it makes me feel loved right it makes me feel Mm -hmm. like that that compassion is being shown towards me you know um, and again, it's not romantic. It doesn't have to be romantic. You know, I mean, it it, it is definitely a lot of times can be very platonic, you know, because like love to me, you know, is 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 not one or the other. You know, I think I'm still trying to figure out what the difference is between like romantic love and like platonic love, if there is a difference. Um, if
0: there is a difference. No, I'm so sorry. I have to deep dive into that. You have to tell me yeah. more about that because you're in my brain so I want to know what makes you say that and like I guess kind of think out loud as to where you've reached in like is there a difference and if so like what what are those things
1: well I I really say that because I've never personally been in romantic love right like I you know for the sake of the sake calling it would like I I've never been in a relationship with somebody you know romantically where I've been like I am in love with you you know, I mean, I have like a middle school shit, where I felt like I've actually meant it. You know, yeah. I think that, you know, whatever. Um, but like, I feel like what I when I hear people describe love in general, in general, like, I feel like I have felt that way before, you know, like this kind of like almost unconditional, just like care for someone's well-being. Like I've heard it described as like, you just want whoever to literally just if they have a test today you want nothing more in the world than for them to like ace that test you know like you want to make sure you want to you you want to you just hope that they ate today you hope that they like ate so a good today you know that kind of thing to like it's kind of in the simple things you know not like I have to spend every single waking moment with you but it's like I just genuinely care so deeply that I, I want I don't know that's just like one way I think about it um and I definitely have felt that way towards people you
0: know I feel that way about my friends though I'm not gonna hold you I think that I also so my friend uh Anaya shout out to you if you're listening um she, she I think she was she's just really adamant about like love and healing and connections um in such a like beautiful and inspiring mm-hmm. way and she was talking and I want to say she made a blog post about it on 20 and confused um but don't quote me on that. Um, but it was, I, I don't know why, but I'm associating this with her. And it's because we've had a conversation where romance and romantic love does not have to be reserved for relationships. You can be romantic with your friends. You can be romantic Mm. with your family. Right. And I think people hear romance and they equate that with like sexuality or like lust and some sort of like carnal Mm. thing. And it's like, no, it's not that. Like romance is going on a sunset picnic, right? Or going for a long car ride, blasting music and like getting froyo. Like that's a really mm-hmm. things that when we think about like rom coms and we think about like cute meets or like, oh, that was so cute. Like I wish I could be there. Like that is romance. We desire that like nurturing. Yeah, I feel like romance. Literally, this is not the definition, but I think this is the way that I think about it in my head. Is uh-huh. romance is actively nurturing a relationship in an intentional way that makes the person feel special. I need to run that back and see if that. Yeah, makes sense. run that. Run that. Active.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just okay. yeah. I was trying to take that all that in. All
0: right. So I think romance is actively nurturing a relationship in a way that is intended to make the other person in the relationship feel special oh
1: as okay 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 great as opposed and that's 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 okay um and
0: i think i stick with that yeah i think i stand by that
1: as opposed to um The alternative, which is
0: well, I think that's my point is that I'm saying I think that's romance. I don't necessarily
1: that's just romance. Yeah, as, okay, I think okay, I like got you, got you, to be
0: romantic okay. or what is romance?
1: That, that is, is the
0: action of copy. romance, right? Whereas, okay, and I don't copy. think that's yeah. reserved. So when I say relationship, I just mean like some sort of like a relationship between two people, not dating or absolutely, partnership. Absolutely.
1: Um, Not dating or anything. Yeah. Copy. Cause
0: like I've definitely, mm-hmm. like I'm romantic with my friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know I, I what I mean? That. Like I you're sure.
0: romantic with your friend. Like you mm-hmm. will answer my call and you'll be like, oh, I'm at the beach at Golden Hour with like a group of my friends. And I'm like, that's romantic. Like that's cute. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I think, uh-huh. I think that's the difference, right? If it's like you and your group of friends meeting up at the beach because that's like where y'all want to meet up that's one thing but if you intentionally are like let's meet up at the beach because I know that this is this person's favorite place there's that like I know this makes them feel special kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I think that's the act of romance right so like the beach inherently Mm -hmm. is like a romantic place right I like long walks on the beach blah 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 like what makes it romantic I think it's the fact that the beach means a lot to a lot of people for a variety of reasons. And so being in a space that, you know, means something to the other person being in a space that makes them feel special. Mm. That's the Mm. romance.
1: I like that. I like that a lot.
0: That's kind of the clippings of this page of the scrapbook. So, um, I appreciate y'all. I really do. I care for y'all. I have love for a lot of y'all. I am immensely grateful for this community. I am so happy to be back. Um, I hope that it was nice to hear my voice. Um, I hope that you get something out of this episode, be it love or laughter or a lesson or insights. Um, And please let me know if that pitch at the beginning really encapsulates kind of the value that you get from this podcast so I feel pretty good about it Uh, but I want to know if that's true for the audience so as my community members please let me know without further ado love and light beautiful people